0: happy friday everyone this is biker mike and devin and you're listening to the blue collar philosophers podcast no just fucking kidding don't don't change it it's me it's tales of a messed up northern boy but seriously you guys really need to get over there and check those guys out it's pretty good they're Not what I am because you're not going to find anything else out there for a podcast that is what I am. But go check out my bros over at the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. So I'm sitting in my garage here tonight with two of my kids and one that, well, pretty much one of my kids. He's been around long enough, but he's bigger than me. And uh, I asked the the kids, I said, is there any stories you've heard about dad and his crazier years that you want to hear? And my oldest boy actually said, New Year's Eve 2000, dad. So I will uh, try and keep that one straight because... I was 17 and bouncing between three or four different parties that night. It was New Year's Eve 2000. Come on. We were (laughs) having a hell of a time. Yeah, the 90s were gone. We were coming into adulthood. Well, I was anyway. I was the last one to turn 18, and I was going to do it in 2000. Did it three months after this story, so... All right, guys, well, if you want to say hello, go ahead. Uh. Hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello. So it was, the year was 1999. And, well, I'm sure you younger younger generation, you've heard party like it's 1999. That night we partied like it was 1999 because it was going to be the last time we ever could. So we had a party going on at my buddy's play. Well, one of my buddy's places on one hundred eighth Ave, back at home, and we had a house. Oh, one of the kids is scratching my dog here, so he's just going crazy. But we had a party going on on one hundred eighth. We had a party going on on one hundred ninth. We had one going on on 112th for sure, and I think there may have been another one in between there somewhere. But the big one was 112th. And uh, a bunch of us started at the one on 108th, and we started early, and we figured we were going to bounce Back and forth between a few of these parties and then try and hit the fireworks. But I don't think we ever did see the fireworks that night. So there was me and Brent and two of the Justins for sure. That started on 108th and our plan was to hit the party on 112th. well a friend of mine we'll call him Rudolph Nixon he was living on oh no yeah 100 and, there was 100 it was 108 which was the original stomping grounds for us boys then 109 was the big barn shaped house then it was 111th, was where Rudolph Nixon was, and 112th. So a bunch of us started at 108th of at uh, the big party house. I kind of gave you guys a, a walkthrough on the way that house was set up. and It was pretty tame when we left there. But of course, there was a party going on there. Any party house... In town that night was insane. So we just sat there, visited, got primed up, and we figured we'd go and hit a couple of the other parties. And we hit the barn house. And the barn house was not completed. It was an old farm It was an old barn that somebody had converted into a house and moved into town. And it got beat up over the years Probably because all the kids that lived there and the shitheads they brought over, like us, destroying the house. And I remember at times we would get wasted in that house and put our heads through walls and punch the stairs going down and throw each other down the stairs. Actually, your ex, that was her dad's house. Crazy one? Yeah, the one that accused you of that shit? Yeah, that was her dad's house. But we we stopped in there, and there wasn't too much going on there. Oh, and uh, another friend of mine, King, he was out with us that night. And I think Thane was with us that night. Mm, wasn't supposed to say that name. Oh, fuck him. If you don't like it, he can suck a dick. So we had the two Justins, we had King, we had Brent, we had the guy that I shouldn't have said his name, but I just did. We had my bully, we had Brad. Oh, I'm not all sure who it was, but there was a lot of us. So when we left the barn part, the barn house party, we went over to the party that was on 111th Ave. And that was the Dope Smoker House. That was Rudolph Nixon and Kyle and, oh, crazy, crazy amount of guys lived in that one. So those of us that smoked dope, we stuck around there for a little bit and everybody else kind of moved on to the party at 112th Ave. I don't really remember too much of what happened at a lot of these places, especially after I had a few hoots with all the drinks I'd already had. But I do remember I was going through a nasty breakup with this girl at the time. My first love. Actually, ended up marrying one of my best friends. Which is, you know, people would think it's weird, but it's really not. She's great. He's great. They're, they work better together than me and her ever would have. Love them both. Still go and have coffee with her. Still go out and have drinks with him. But, uh, I was a little messed up from that that night. And, uh, we got to the party on 112th Ave and it was about 1130. And the girl that lived at that house, I think I can say her name and it won't bother because there was a few of them that we knew in the, over the years growing up too. It was Shauna. And, uh. We'd walk in the house there, walk up the driveway, and they were in the middle of converting their garage into like a big. What are you two trying to say? Me and Long had my lanyard for his vape. <laughs> oh, but anyways, so you walk, you're walking up the driveway, and the garage, they were in the middle of converting it to a second living room. So you go up onto the deck, you walk in the house, and the living room was off to the left. And then there was a stairway going downstairs that you saw the back of straight ahead of you, and the kitchen was over on that side. And then the stairs went down, and from the stairs that went into the basement, you could just off to the left of those, you could go down into what was going to be the living room. There was bedrooms and a bathroom off the other way, and we were all having a good time. And uh, I think that girl that I had just went through the breakup with at that time, I think she was uh, with King at the time. And... He said something to set me off, or something. And me and my kids' uncle—they fucking love this guy to death. You will hear from him. I still cannot say his name because the cocksucker hasn't okayed it yet. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's supposed to be coming to see us at the end of this month. Yeah. But it kind of sent me into a downward spiral. So I was downstairs talking to Shauna, I think, and kind of told her that I was in a bad headspace and maybe thinking about offing myself or something. And then she got up and left. And I just sat there and had my drink and had my smoke. And then this friend of mine come into the fucking room, and he pretty much knocked the fucking door off the hinges when he come in. And he grabbed me by the throat and slammed me up against the wall. And he was... And choking my fucking windpipe off with his fingers and he says you son of a bitch if i ever hear you're gonna kill yourself again or anything along those lines i'll fucking kill you myself that way your mother and your brother and everybody has somebody they can fucking blame and not blame themselves for it are you good and i started crying like a bitch and uh i said yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good And then he looks at me and goes, well, we got our fucking prank to pull, asshole. That was our plan the whole night. And we were down to about five or ten minutes before the strike of midnight. Well, the big thing then was there was this huge, huge worry of Y2K and how are the computers going to work when it goes from 1999 to 2000? know, All of us now know that it's like going from 1989 to 1990. It just, the numbers click and you're good. But the world was worried. So we were all hiding downstairs at the main fuse box and could hear the countdown upstairs. And everybody, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... And me and this body threw the main breaker to the house. And holy fuck, the people started freaking out upstairs. Absolutely incredible. Probably the highlight of 1999 leaving and the year 2000 coming in. (laughs) That and I found out one of my best friends would kill me if I was going to kill myself so that my family would blame him and not me. And my oldest is just sitting here laughing when I say that. Well, so boys, you just heard that one again. A little bit, probably a little bit different. Because I tried to add a little bit more, but it was a really hazy fucking night. Is there any other things you've heard me and Uncle Robin talk about? Or me and the uncle that we can't say his name? and then Uncle Robin's brother coming in. The what? Your Uncle Robin was shooting and then Uncle Robin's oh. coming in. Yeah. Uh, Robin, we were out at the farm and I think Robin had the 45 and I had the 9mm and we're shooting at this fucking muskrat in the uh, dugout right by the house. Fed by a natural spring. And this... We're firing off, and neither one of us can hit this cocksucker. And we're probably only standing maybe three feet apart. And both of us just round after round after round after round. Well, all of a sudden, his big fat brother, Fifi, Fifi the douche, comes fucking running up with the 12-gauge. I think it was the 12-gauge. It was either the 12-gauge or the 410 and he lets one fucking rip right between us. Didn't give us any heads up. He was fucking coming, just run up right between the two of us and pulled that fucking trigger. He missed the fucking muskrat too. Scared the shit out of me and Rob. We both probably came four feet up off the ground. Fucking prick. What do I got for uh, amount of time here now that we've been recording? Oh, we're only 14 minutes here. There's got to be another one. Or something that you guys remember. Uh, what about the unnamed uncle and the homeless man? Um, yeah, I could tell that one. You're talking the one where the homeless person... Asked about that? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Well, my, my, my kid's unnamed uncle. I'm not even sure what year this was. It's been a long time. But uh, <laughs> this one's crazy. He, he was out partying. And this is a secondhand story. I wasn't there for this one. But uh, apparently, allegedly, he was going to meet up with somebody to pick up a little bit of blow canes. And when he was standing in front of the convenience store waiting, this homeless guy come up and started talking to him. and Whatever. He wasn't anything about it. And then, uh, after he picked up his blow canes, the homeless gentleman made a conversation or made a crack about sucking his dick or something along those lines. And apparently my kid's unnamed uncle in his fucking state snapped and beat this motherfucker within an inch of his life. And if I remember correctly, he jumped into a cab and the cab driver wanted to call 911 or something for the hobo, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, but the kid's unnamed uncle would not allow that to happen because he actually thought he physically killed Hobo Joe, we'll call him. I don't know what his fucking name was, but (laughs) that's my go-to with hobos is Hobo Joe. But... I'll, t- I'll tell another one about my kid's unnamed uncle. And I don't know if they heard this one. I bet you they have. So me and their unnamed uncle. We were heading back to my place, I think. It's when I was living with Justin. With Justin. Where in, the, in the apartment where I stole the Mustang. and You all heard that story on the podcast here already. But I think that's where I was living. Or we were going over there to party or to... One of the other many, many apartments we used to party in in that apartment building complex. And the kid's unnamed uncle slipped on some ice and biffed her fucking hard carrying a 2-4 beer. And the beer was all over the place. And there was these guys in an apartment right where it happened. And this is, like, probably three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Like, we should have been to our destination and enjoying the party there at this point, not wandering around and definitely not talking to the guy that stuck his head out and asked if we were okay. And the unnamed uncle was cursing and swearing. And then they asked if we wanted to come in and clean up so that he could clean himself up a little bit. So, well, sure as shit, friendly people and, the place we always hung out. Why not? So we go in, and uh, he cleaned up a little bit, and I almost said his name. <clears throat> he cleaned himself up a little bit, and then we we're sitting at the table and we're drinking and bullshitting with these guys, and uh, they were asking me how good of friends we were, and I looked at the one guy because my buddy was passed out cold. I thought on their kitchen table. He's like, you guys pretty close friends or can we mess with them? I was like, no, we are tight, like tight, tight, tight. That is one of my best friends in the world. That guy could sit up in from the state he's in right now, reach across the table and fucking drive me right in the face. And I wouldn't do a goddamn thing about it. I think that son of a bitch woke up because he heard me say that because he woke up, stood up, and reached across the table and fucking laid me out, <laughs> broke my nose, knocked me out of my fucking chair. I down here put a, he- a hole through the wall in their kitchen, and sits back down, puts his head down and he's snoring again. <laughs> These fucking guys, I picked myself up off the floor. And these guys look at me and they're like, "You two fucks gotta go. We, you gotta go." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> they're like, "You guys are fucking crazy. You gots to go." I'm like, "Archie." I'm like, "Yeah, you gotta go. Where we we gotta go?" So I try waking them up, and I can't get him to move. I started slapping him and I can't get him to move. And then he kind of comes to and I'm like, we got to go. These guys don't want us in their house anymore. They think we're crazy. Blah, 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 whatever. So we get up, grab our beers. They look at me and they're like, are you sure you're good to go with them? I'm like, that's my bro. We're good. Broken nose, leaking blood again. You guys are starting to ye- if, if you've been listening to a lot of my episodes, you should start to know this happened to me a lot. I spent a lot of nights leaking <laughs> but that was shot number one of his free ones. He did get shot number two of his free one or of his free ones. but the next one, if it happens again, it ain't going to be a free one and I'm coming back swinging. So I really hope he doesn't ever try that again because I don't like hitting my friends. But the look on those guys' faces when I picked myself up off the floor, and was like, see what I mean? I kind of understand why they punted us out. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Think we're good for this episode, guys? Yeah. All right. And on that note, I will end it off. So, remember, don't walk a mile in my shoes, because that shit won't impress me. Spend 30 seconds in my head, and you'll understand why I am a messed up northern boy.